0: With you a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin, betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord be with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. And then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David. His father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who is called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And then the angel departed from her. The gospel of the Lord. Praise Amen. Amen. Jesus Christ.
1: at the very beginning something went wrong very wrong as a result of it our first parents lost something they lost the divine life the indwelling of God and began that emptiness that we call original sin. You and I don't inherit the guilt, but we inherit the condition. Darkness of intellect, weakness of will, and the other gifts that went with it. But as we know, God, instead of destroying his creation and creating a new one that would be perfect, chose an incarnation instead. He would come into his world. And so he promises that even in the book of Genesis. And then there is the woman mentioned there too from the very beginning. Who will be part of this? And so the world has to wait until this comes about. And it finally does, in the most strange of all ways, in an insignificant part of the world with an insignificant woman, seemingly. She is preserved from original sin. She does not have that emptiness. The life of God is in her. The very first moment her conception because of what she is about to do. It's a gift given to her not for her own sake but for the sake of redemption because she will become the mother because she is the woman. Tells us something doesn't it about the church's attitude towards human life in the first moment of conception. The Blessed Mother is the best example of that. And so, she now is faced with the reality of why she's been chosen. The angel appears to her, and as we know, the angel asks her a question as to whether or not she will accept what God has chosen her to do. And he tells her what's going to happen. And she is confused. She doesn't doubt the way Zechariah doubted and lost his voice. She simply wants a clarification. She wants to know how. And the angel tells her and asks the very simple question, will you give to God a body in which to suffer and die for the redemption of humanity? St. Anselm put it very beautifully he said, without the Son of God, nothing could exist. And without the Son of Mary, nothing could be redeemed. since she gave him that body. And her answer, her, and the whole of creation depends upon this woman's answer. Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. She has done what needed to be done, and God takes human flesh at that moment in the conception in her womb. Well, what about us? Well, we can say this. From the moment we were baptized, we received that divine life. Not a conception, but at the moment of baptism. God, the Trinity, came to dwell in us, and we maintain that divine life. That life remains in us. Unless we drive it out through mortal sin. But then there's always forgiveness, that life can come back through the sacrament of penance. So if we are, in fact, in the state of grace, an angel could appear to us too, not in the same way, but for the same reason. The Blessed Mother is the Blessed Mother, and there's no one else like her. But she is a human being as we are human. An angel could appear to us and say, Hail, full of grace. The Lord is with you. That would be true. And the angel might ask us the same question. Will you give to God a human nature, your your human nature, your body and soul, to suffer and die, to offer for the sake of my kingdom? Will you completely offer yourself to me? Will you sacrifice everything for me? That's the question that we are asked by the angel. So, the Blessed Mother then carried the Lord in her womb as very shortly uh, we will bear the Lord in ourselves. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you as the people redeemed by the blood of your Son and rejoicing in the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. For the Church throughout the world, that her members will always respond to the indwelling of the Trinity and be visible signs of his presence. We pray especially for the Church suffering and the Church in our own country. For this we pray to the Lord. For our own nation, dedicated to the Blessed Mother under the title of the Immaculate Conception, that all people may come to know her and to know her Son. For conversion and for peace, we pray to the Lord. For all those who are sick and suffering, they may know that they are united to the Lord in their suffering. And we know that they are in the heart of the Blessed Mother. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have lost their faith, we pray to the Lord. For For greater respect for human life, and particularly on this feast day, for life in the womb. We pray to the Lord. Lord. For an increase in vocations to priesthood in the consecrated life, and those young men and women who, are imitating the Blessed Mother, will first of all be disciples of the Lord, and that they will respond to the grace given to them. Uh, for greater reverence uh, for the prophetic nature of marriage in the single life, we pray to the Lord. Lord. <coughs> for our diocese, For our new bishop, the administrator, whomever they may be, for our priests, deacons, seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, that they may have a great devotion to the Blessed Mother, and that they, too, may be visible signs of the grace given to them. We pray to the Lord. For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, who all have died on the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disasters. Particularly for those who have died recently in acts of violence. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. And for all of us here, that we too may have a great devotion to the Blessed Mother, and that we may always protect the divine life that has been given to us. We pray to the Lord. We now join our prayers to the Immaculate Conception and to the Mother of the Lord as we sing.